Arr. Listen to this. Because. Because. It could save your life. Yeah, what is up, all my little spice sizzlers, all of my screaming corn babies, all my sugar bears, and all of my listeners. It is. Listen to the show because it could save your life with me, Jonathan Weir, and my good pal, James. Uh, Rod. Could not join us today for very convoluted reasons that I don't want to get into because I think he's full of crap. Uh, he had to see a man about a stove. Something something about a stove. I don't remember what the deal was. I don't honestly care. Uh, you know. You know. He's buying a stovetop hat. <laughs> he's th- going to be Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. It sure wasn't just or, stovetop stuffing. It could have been stovetop stuffing. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that Rob is going to, even with the stovetop hat. I mean, he's got the height, but I don't think he has the gravitas of a Lincoln. Hmm. Four score and seven years ago, buddy. <laughs> I just, I can't do a Rob. Can't also, um, I think we've, we've, we've got a better handle on it, having been born in the land of Lincoln. Yeah, true. He wouldn't fool we know me. From, he wouldn't fool me. We know from Abraham Lincoln. He'd get on here like, I'm Lincoln, guys. And be like, nah, you're Rod. And be like, nah, like, uh, let the slaves, you know, eat cake or whatever. I don't think so. Anyway, we're going to do a show. It's called Listen to the Show because it's Save Your Life. Uh, I have three facts that we're going to get into. James has three facts we're going to get into. My first fact is uh, about why you should do this one thing with your television that will... Allow your children to read. It'll teach them to read. One crazy thing. This one crazy thing, and it will shock you. Uh, Why Marilyn Monroe talked the way she did, and what happened when the paramedics were called to the scene of a movie. It was a zombie movie, and all hell kind of broke loose. James, what are your three facts? I got a couple of facts about baseball because Uh, spring training games are starting up. Love it. Uh, I got one about a a soft toss and lefty. Mm-hmm. I got one about a Canadian baseball fan who is somewhat famous. Okay. And I have a fact that could save your life about the dangers of drinking too much. Oh, don't ruin my, my party. Water. Okay. Uh, see, I like yeah. that. I like that because I don't want to stop drinking my booze. Some people say I have an addiction, and those people are full of shit. Because if I stop drinking, like I don't even notice it until the tremors kick in, you know. So I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. But before we get to all that, it's time to do a cameo review. Cameo review. Review it. Review it. Review it. Yes. Uh, cameo.com is a website you can go to and have celebrities say things to your friends. You pay them to just say things to your friends and uh, family. Or you, if you want to. Yeah, if you want to do it for you. But I don't think I've ever seen one of those before where it's just like, hey, uh, I'm going to pay, I don't know, Jaleel White, Urkel, to. I would, if I, he's on there, by the way, and his cameos are awful because his cameos, he refuses to acknowledge, even in his bio, that he was Urkel. Like he, he, like the rest of us, wants to forget Urkel. But that's bullshit because that's the number one reason people are hiring Jaleel White. It's not because you were Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not Stefan. That's for damn sure. Urkel. 
Yeah, Urkel. It is because you were. Did I do that? Do you want some cheese? Pull your pants up past Laura. your pelvis, Urkel. But anyway, we're not doing him because I couldn't care less about Jaleel White. We are going to be hey, talking about. Urkel is his dead name. Urkel is what? Urkel is his dead name. Dead name? What's a dead name? That's. So, like, when people are transitioning. Ah. Like, so say you were born a fella and you identify as a lady. Mm -hmm. And people refuse to refer to you as your lady name. Yeah. And they. You say, oh. So so you're making like this transphobic joke here. So we should just move on. Move on from that. It wasn't a joke. (laughs) I was enlightening you, you cucksucker. I don't think you were enlightening anybody. I think you were darkening a few few areas, honestly. Uh, We are doing Danny Trejo. Uh, Danny Trejo, who you might know as the scary Hispanic guy in any movie where they needed a scary Hispanic guy. He uh, was in From Dust Till Dawn as the large scary hispanic guy he was the star of the movie machete and the sequel machete kills uh which actually is relevant to some news this week and i'll, I'll tell you about that um got his start in a movie called runaway train where he was on set as a consultant about what it was like to be in prison because that's that's what he he did uh that and was his job that was his job was being in prison and he uh impressed the people so much that they just gave him a job they were like, look, you're training these guys to be like prison boxers, but why don't you just, you know, do it or something? Uh, you just be the guy because acting is just about believing in yourself and you got this down. So that that's Eric group. Roberts for us, please. Please, just please for for Brandon Flowers. You know, that poor kid can't catch a break. All right. Because Eric Roberts is just sitting there. Do you know who my sister is? <laughs> yeah, I don't know that he was in 1985. That's what impresses me. Is Eric Roberts predated his sister as far as uh, film roles? I think um, he shouldn't. He shouldn't have dated his sister. He shouldn't have predated her, which means no. he's, he's. It was good that he predated her. That's how he found out that he was. She was a sister. <laughs> we have fun. All right. <laughs> Hey, who's that chick? I see her around the house a lot. She's pretty hot, except for except for it. Look, her bottom lip and top lip look exactly the same. Have you ever noticed that? It's a weird thing to notice about somebody, but I noticed that about Julia Roberts. It's a strange thing, but it's true. Her bottom and top lip are the same. Um, anyway, Julia Roberts, by the way, is also five foot nine. Um, Danny Trejo, three inches taller, three inches taller than Danny Trejo. Yes, yes, he's only five foot six. Uh, Danny Dreo is on Cameo. He is, um, he's great. Here you go. My name is Danny Dreo, and this message is for Brandon from his girlfriend, Tara, wishing you a happy 30th birthday. Tara loves you so much. Sorry for the dishes. And hey. Is he apologizing on behalf of that girl or for himself? (laughs) I come into people's houses and I do their, I don't do their dishes. I let him stack up. I'll sometimes help myself to something in the refrigerator. <laughs> My Danny Trejo is a little bit Larry King. I never thought that that would, <laughs> but it is. Uh, it's mostly because I don't want to do the, you know, Hispanic voice. It's a little racist. Hey, you might need to propose pretty soon, Holmes. Holmes. And that was the end of the video. Uh, it came off as a threat. 
because I'm pretty sure it was. Danny Trejo will kill you if you don't propose to your girlfriend now. He he's tired of you getting that milk for free, motherfucker. Um, he's a scary individual, though he's he's the kind he's like a teddy bear type where he always plays a scary guy. He always looks like a scary guy, but actually down by all accounts is a very very sweet man. Uh, unless I guess you knew him in the '60s when he was in and out of jail for burglaries and all sorts of other stuff. What I love about Danny Trejo, and uh, it's relevant to the news this week, is I don't know if you saw this. It's kind of a crazy story. Lady Gaga had her dog stolen. She is filming a movie in Italy, and she has this guy in Los Angeles walking her dogs. And the guy's walking the dogs, and these people pull up in a car, get out, and say, give us the dogs. And he's like, no. They pull out a gun and shot him in the chest four times. He's apparently alive. He survived that. So I don't, I, I don't know if they're bad shots or is a weak gun or whatever. But he survived, thank God. But they took the dogs. Well, Danny Trejo, who is a friend of Lady Gaga, which is just a cool pairing that I would like to see. <laughs> uh, they did. They, she apparently was in Machete Kills, uh, his his movie that he headlined. Uh, I can't see her in that, but I, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, she was in that, and he apparently is friends with her. And he, uh, I don't have the audio right now, but I, I did hear it where he said basically, um, yeah, these guys were dog thieves. We know some people in dog rings and we're going to find out who they are. We're going to find these guys and we're going to bring them to justice. <laughs> I want whoever stole Lady Gaga's dogs to just be shitting bricks over that. Like I, I actually don't. I don't hate Lady. Gaga. I think I, I find Lady Gaga to be an interesting and entertaining person. Not the biggest fan of that kind of music, but I think she's a very talented singer, and she seems like a good person too. Uh, I just I want those people to be shitting. I want you know what the you know what I want I want for them. I want them to be like Gary Sinise in Ransom after Mel Gibson goes on air and goes, "See all this money, see all this money I was going to give you because you kidnapped my kid." I was going to pay you to get this to, to, this money to get my kid back. Instead, fuck you. I'm going to pay whoever kills you this money. So that's what's going on right now. And then Gary, you, did you see Ransom? No. Oh, well, you should. It's great. Uh, and then uh, Gary Sinise starts flipping out, and they all, they're all losing their minds because now every, every thug in the city is coming to kill him. Uh, it, it's, it's a good movie. It's not great. It's a good movie. I want that energy though. I want the, I want Lady Gaga's dog walkers to be shaking like uh, her dogs probably dog do nappers. when they try to take a shit. What? Dog nappers, not dog, dog walkers. Do, did I say dog walkers? Well, I, hopefully they're walking the dogs. I mean, they there might be monsters, but they should be taking good care of them. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? All I know is if Danny Trejo said he knew some guys and they were coming to get me. <laughs> I even if I didn't take the dogs, if I thought there was a chance people might think, I would go to a pound, buy the dogs, and then just be like, "There, there's these dogs. Yes, here, take them, please." Are these the ones you want? Are these the? Uh, if they're not, I'll go get some more dogs. Please don't hurt me, Danny Trio. Pushing eighty. I did not. Seventy-six years realize. old. That's how old Danny Trejo is. Yeah. Yep. And uh, in his actor bio on um, on Cameo, it's actor Breaking Bad and Machete. I forgot he was the tortoise, uh, El Tortuga, in Breaking Bad. That's a uh, that's modest of him. Yeah, yeah, 
I mean, what else has he been that's bigger than that, really? From Dustal Dawn, kind of? I don't know. Are people going to remember that that well? Pretty much anything with Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, maybe. Desperado. He's in that. Apparently, he's second cousins with Robert Rodriguez, and they didn't know it until they worked together, which I had to imagine was a fun conversation. Like, oh, you know, your your grandma's named uh, Lucille. Mine is, too. And, oh, she made that potato salad. That's amazing. Hey. Didn't you stab that guy at our <laughs> at our family reunion in Pasadena? I did. I did. That was me. Oh my god! I thought that was you. That's why I wanted to hire you for this movie because I just had the that image of that guy in my head. All right. So anyway, Danny Trejo, great guy. Uh, maybe not the greatest cameo. It seems kind of like a hostage video. All of these. I don't think he understands what he's doing, and I think as publicists, just like, hey, here's some way to make money. Here's another one real quick. Hello, my name's Danny Trejo. Right, it's bad. They almost seem like acting auditions or whatever, so they're not the most genuine ones, but I don't give a shit. Um, It's Amir... Where is it? Where's the... You know, I don't think he's currently doing them. Oh, oh. So I I don't know how much it costs. So notify notify me when available. I want to say it was 150 because I think I saw it. Yeah, too. It it was reasonably priced. Uh, Whatever it is, if it's below 500, I'm saying it's reasonably priced. Uh, I I, 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 much like with Zeus Tiny Lister, I wouldn't be using this as um, as a as a, a way to like pep talk people. I would use it to threaten my enemies. Hi, this is Danny Trejo, and uh, you cut Jonathan off in traffic today, and I just want you to know we know some guys, and they're going to be at your house. He knows some guys because he knows me. <laughs> I'm the boogeyman. All right, uh, so that's it. I would say it's worth it. I love Danny Trejo. If somebody got me that cameo, I'd be very happy. It's time to move on to facts. Facts. Facts are facts. How interesting. Um, my first fact is this, and actually, instead of me delivering the fact, I'm gonna let uh, a guy that I love, and I believe James loves as well, deliver the fact. It's a guy named Stephen Fry, who's the most gentle-voiced human being on the planet. Hello, I've got a riddle for you. What takes ten seconds, costs nothing, but could help change your child's life forever? Huh? What is it? Getting stabbed with an HIV net? No, sorry. <laughs> That's not good. That's not good. That, that happened to kids back in the day. Um, What is it, James? What do you think it is? Razor blades in the Halloween candy. Razor blades in the Halloween candy. Is it that? Yes, that's it. Just turn on the subtitles. No, it's turning on subtitles. Research has shown that they can double the chance of a child becoming good at reading. You don't have to tell them you're doing it. Uh, They probably won't even notice. It'll work its magic all by itself. The impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has meant that uh, it's loading. Why is it taking so long to load? Some children have actually taken a step backwards, a leap backwards in literacy, which is... A Some w- children are walking backwards. I don't know if you know this, James. Are they walking yeah, backwards they're, they're, sillyly? Uh, um, no, that's the tragedy of it. They're walking backwards forlorn, forlornly. Wow. That is the worst. 
worry and a tragedy. So do it right now. Turn on the subtitles and let the magic begin. Oh, the places you'll go. If you want to find out more, just go to www.turnonthesubtitles.org. Oh, and please be a sport and share this message. All right. Okay. There you go. If there was ever, if there was ever somebody who I would want for the cameo, in fact, is he on cameo? Stephen Fry. He is not. No. If you if you ever needed to tell me that I had cancer, and not just cancer, but like like it's it's bad. You got you know you, I'm gonna go all Walter White and uh, see tinnitus out. And just focus on the stain on my doctor's shirt because he's telling me I only have a couple months to live, whatever. I want Stephen Fry to deliver that news. John. Yes? There's something I need to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Stephen Fry. This is great meeting you. I yes, can die yes, happy uh, now. I can die happy now knowing that I talked to Stephen Fry. Hmm. Funny you should mention that. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is a massive tumor in your colon, on your liver, and one in your brain, and one on your eyeball. It's really amazing that you haven't noticed these things yet. There's one on your tongue. I There's one. I'm, I'm, I'm told by your doctor that at this point you're nearly more tumor than <laughs> More tumor than human! <laughs> My favorite white zombie song. Uh, tumor than human, more tumor than human. We're so dumb. Why do you? Why do you people listen to this? I don't know what's wrong with you. Anyway, uh, back to the Stephen Fry though, and what his message is. It's this: it's children who grew up in houses that had the subtitles on the TV screen learn to read faster than children who do not. And for the simple fact that they start to associate the two, and they realize, oh, that's dialogue. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I personally have always, as soon as it was available to the public in general, which I guess TVs didn't have this until what, like the mid nineties or so. Yeah. I think that's when closed captioning was pretty, when it became uh, an option to turn on. So we had a, a lady that grew up next to named Mrs. Luck who was deaf. And, um, when you're a child and you didn't, I didn't know she was deaf. I thought that she was foreign because <laughs> she would yell at us a lot but she was deaf so we couldn't understand what it, it sounded like it didn't sound good point is uh she had closed captions on her tv but she had to like or have a box and like a service and like all this crazy stuff that was involved mm-hmm. and then eventually they just like let's just integrate it in the tvs i've always had it since like the mid 90s i always have closed captioning on the tv unless it's like during live events where the the captions are scrolling as they go and then it gets really annoying trying to keep up with it uh sporting events sporting yeah sporting events, events like yeah bad. i usually don't have it on during games but tv shows all the time and it's because i grew up in a very noisy house and it was the easiest way for me to watch tv mm-hmm. uh and so yeah I always be, and i believe you you are always a big fan of closed captions as well that's correct that's correct um my eldest nephew when he was born he uh he had to have a tracheotomy, so he had a, a trach, and so there was a suction machine that we needed to use fairly regularly, and that thing was loud as shit, oh, and heavy, yeah. and the size of a suitcase. They're much smaller and uh, and and dainty, daintier and quiet now. But yeah, so it was it was kind of loud, and you know, 
It was just a thing that you did. And mm-hmm. if you're watching TV, if you had the captions on, you could not miss anything because it wasn't like these fancy days where you can just rewind live TV. <laughs> well, even then, even if you could rewind, it gets annoying having to do it over and over again, too. You know, that's true. Yeah. Oh, man. It is crazy how little and yet how much has changed with TV since like the mid 90s. Like, first of all, growing up, there was maybe like, I don't know how many channels you had on cable. I think we had like 32, 35. It was in the 30s. It wasn't a lot. I remember MTV it, forever was 27. Um, yeah. Nickelodeon was 34. Right. Yes. I, yes. Nickelodeon was 34. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's how it was in, in our hometown. Uh, you 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 just associated those numbers with the thing you wanted to watch. Now I have like YouTube TV, and I just I don't even watch most li- live television that much. It's mostly DVR because I go to sleep right. at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's crazy how much it's changed. But yeah, if you want your kids to read, put them in front of the TV and put the subtitles on. Then you don't have to feel guilty about the TV babysitting them because they're learning. I will also say this. Uh, I need to, to talk about this just because it's adorable. Uh, Finn, my four year old, has been playing a lot of Roblox and um, Minecraft, and I'm tired of it because I want him to play, you know, actual video games. And so I downloaded on the the gaming PC that I got for Henry for Christmas. I downloaded uh, N64 Nintendo 64 emulator, slapped Mario 64 on there. He plays the shit out of it, uh, and it's adorable. He loves it. It's his favorite game of all time. He calls it... One thing that drives me nuts is he calls it Mario Roblox. And I'm like, no, it's Mario 64. It's Super Mario 64. That's what this is called. Stop. He's like, no, Mario Roblox. The other thing is, he's been going around the house yelling, Wop, Diggo! Because that is what Mario says in the game, and we just put up with that shit in the 90s, man. We just went, ah, they don't mean that. They don't They don't mean for it to sound racist. It just sounds racist. That was a thing that happened back in the 90s. Something would sound racist, and we would go, that sounds racist, but it's probably not. And then we would let it go and make fun of it. Um, And this is this is one that they apparently changed when they, they just recently re-released uh, Mario the, 64. On the and, Switch? Uh, yeah. They got rid of Wapdago? I don't think that's one they got rid of, but apparently, um, so when you'd fight Bowser and you grabbed him by the tail and you'd uh-huh. throw him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was so long a Bowser, but apparently it sounded to a lot of people like so long. Gay Bowser. Gay Bowser. Yeah. So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> and it doesn't say that anymore. It doesn't say so long, but they kept Wop Dago. <laughs> I'm just saying that that that's that's uh, where's the Italian defamation league on that? They're too busy protesting the Sopranos still. <laughs> Listen to the show because it can save your life. And every weird show actually is brought to you by our good buddy Cody Akins at AkinsPCRepair.com. If you need protection for your computer, whether that is because you are a person living on your own and just doing things with your computer that involve work and we know how important that is. Or if you're a small business, you need to protect those computers. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to tell you guys more about if you are a small business owner, how Cody can save your business by protecting your network, by protecting your computers, 
more details on that, this new service he started coming up. If you're not a small business, if you just want a good computer, go to Cody Akins. If you have a computer that used to be good and kind of sucks now, go to Cody Akins. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, whatever it is, if it has a screen, it's not working as well, Samsung phone, anything, any any smartphone, it's not working as well as it used to, take it to Cody before you just decide to throw in the towel and buy a new one. I'm telling you right now, it will save you so much money. Whatever he's charging, which is not much, is going to be so much cheaper than buying a new thing. You, you wouldn't do that with a car. You wouldn't go, you know what? Uh, the car's running a little slower lately. Instead of taking a mechanic and getting it fixed, I'm just going to get a new car. No. So why would you do that with your computer? So make my computer guy your computer guy. Get your computer protected. Get your computer fixed. Get your phone fixed. Get everything running in your life. In your life just running so much better. Everything. I mean, you can't fix your marriage, but you can fix your computer. And maybe maybe your marriage is suffering because, like, you know, the computer uh, is running slow and your wife comes in and she's like, what's the matter? You'd be like, God, goddamn computer again. She's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I'll tell you why. And it just starts a whole thing, right? Cody's going to fix that. So I guess he can. He can. He can fix your marriage. Just don't expect him to. Make my computer guy your computer guy. Go to Cody Akins at AkinsPCRepair.com. That's AkinsPCRepair.com. Um, all right, James. You can get away with like the, the Italians and the Irish. You can still get away with. You know why? Because they're white. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's, why are they protecting? Oh, because oh, they're white. Because they're white. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious. They 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 still have they they dealt with some of the some of the systemic problems, but not nearly for as long as black people did. So yeah, yeah. All right, uh, James, what's your first fact? My first baseball fact is about a gentleman named Jamie Moyer. Oh, okay. I love Jamie Moyer, pitcher for the Mariners back in the day. Yep, Jamie Moyer was born November eighteenth, nineteen sixty-two, in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. God damn, he, he was that old. ML- <laughs> yeah. God. Began his MLB pitching career in 1986 at the age of 23 with the Chicago Cubs. Throughout his career, he played for eight different teams, his longest stint being 11 seasons with the Seattle Mariners. The notoriously soft-tossing lefty had a changeup which baffled many a slugger from the 80s through 2012. In Moyer's 25-year career, he managed a 269 win versus 209 loss record with a 4.25 ERA and 2,441 strikeouts to 1,000... Uh, 1,155 walks. These aren't really that great numbers. Yeah. His most impressive statistic, though, may be his percentage of hitters faced in the history of Major League Baseball. By the time Moyer retired, about 19,000 different hitters had played in the in Major League Baseball. Moyer faced 8.9% of them. Wow. Roughly 1,700 different batters faced. That's amazing. So, granted, he had a 25-year career. Yeah. But the fact that of all of the players who ever played Major League Baseball, Jamie Moyer pitched to almost 9% of them. Well, you were a big fan of the Mariners. Yeah. When, I, I'm assuming you still like the Mariners, but... Uh, They're a backburner team, yeah. Yeah, uh, but you, you were a big fan of the Mariners, like, in, in high school and everything, and I... Because of that, I I knew a lot about them, right? And I know Jamie Moore was a pitcher. Shut up. 
Yeah, you just when you set the fuck up. Jamie Moyer pitched well into his forties, right? Yep. Yeah, and his thing was he had no fastball. No, he couldn't throw the ball usually over seventy miles an hour. He had a good curve, but his thing was just it was it was the changeup, right? Yeah. Yeah, he could like nobody could time him right because you'd get guys going in there just any look. If you're in the major leagues, okay. Chances are you can easily throw the ball over 90 miles an hour. Young arms easily make that. I mean, you know, the guy doesn't even play baseball. Patrick Mahomes, uh, a year ago when he bought ownership in the Royals, they had him like go do a, a radar gun thing. And he threw the ball like 97 miles an hour. Now, I got, obviously, he's a football player, but, you know, you can zip it in even if you're not currently playing. Well, yeah, his, but I, like he was a he was a two sport athlete though, wasn't he? Because his dad he was, was a but he MLB apparently player. in college he was a terrible pitcher. His dad, yeah, his okay. dad Pat Mahomes was a pitcher for the Yankees and the Texans and everything. I mean, no, don't get me wrong; it's in his blood. I'm just saying, like, it's it's not that uncommon for major league pitchers to be able to throw over 90 miles an hour. Jamie Moyer could barely break 70, so you put him in and just fuck with everybody. Like his the timing was impossible to hit, and and he would it's, he would screw uh, people up. The uh, episode of The Simpsons where Sideshow Bob stole the nuclear bomb. Yeah. And Ed flies away in like the the Wright Brothers plane. Yep. And they send fighter jets after him. <laughs> and they just zoom right past yeah. him because they're not. It's like that. Like, That's uh, it. Right. It's just it's just threw their timing off. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he was accurate as hell, too. That was that was also part of his thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good placement. Yeah, uh, I just I found that fascinating, and I, I was just looking for baseball facts because, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, cool, and nope, saw that, and I was like, eight point nine percent of all of the batters in the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's amazing, in the entire history of the game, he yep. almost faced ten percent. That's crazy. Yep. Um. All right. My second fact is this: there was an accident. On the set of a movie. It was a zombie movie. And when the paramedics showed up, they lost their minds. Like, literally were terrified. Because no one had told them what the movie was. The movie was called Resident Evil. Um, <laughs> and they're there to deal with uh, an a-, a stunt person who'd had an accident. Well... They show up and everybody's walking around with blood dripping from their face, brains coming out, ripped up clothes, limbs all over the place. Oh, Um, horrible. I could see the look on the first paramedic saying, oh, my God, Toronto Emergency Medical Services Commander Dave Roth said with a laugh. Um I did kind of catch us off guard when we walked in. He said, as it turned out, the victims had suffered leg, back, and arm injuries. 12 were taken to the hospital. So 16 people actually were injured, but they couldn't. When they showed up, they're like, what? Well, because you've got to triage those things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you look like you have people that are legitimately dead where or do dying, we even, and you're like. Where, where do we even start? That, yeah. That guy needs immediate medical attention. Right. And he's like, no, 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 buddy. I'm fine. Down that way. Um, now, this movie was directed by um, the husband, whose name escapes me, of uh, Mia Jovovich. 
who is the star of the movie. And apparently he has a well-earned reputation as like just injuring the shit out of his actors. But like if you're directing zombie movies, I'm assuming, you know, there's going to be some injuries because uh, if you say, oh, my arm, oh, God, who's going to know? Who's going to know that you're faking it? Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, I just think it's funny. I, 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 I assume that had happened before, like where paramedics had to go to a movie and are like, what the hell's going on? Um, I did not know it was that hilarious. So that's my second fact. And I don't know if it could save your life other than stay off of movie sets if that guy's directing it. James, what's your second fact? Baseball fact. My second baseball fact is about the collection of Gary Lee wine rib. Getty Lee? Correct. Did I ruin this? Did I ruin something? The bassist and singer of Rush. Yeah. Uh, Getty Lee has a prodigious collection of baseball memorabilia. Lee is an avid baseball fan and is a native Canadian. He is, of course, partial to the Toronto Blue Jays. Here are just a few things that were or are still in Getty Lee's baseball collection. A signed baseball by every member of the 3000 Hit Club. All of them. He tracked down Albert Pujols last year when the first baseman went to Toronto to get his 32nd member of the 3000 Hit Club to sign a baseball for him. Former umpire uh, George Sosnick was a folk artist who would paint game-used baseballs, decorating them with the box score and pictures from the game. He made roughly 100 of them, and Lee has a few, including one from Sandy Koufax's Perfect Game. Wow. Also has uh, something from your current neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Boston Red Sox slugger Ted Williams was known to endorse more than a few products, including Champ Prophylactics, which <laughs> Lee has in his collection. Wait, what? Ted now, Williams? Champ Prophylactics. Hey, you need to make sure you have a wrap on your bat before you go up to the plate, slugger. <laughs> That's, That's one of those things. It's like, amazing. Uh, yeah, and that's that's one of those funny things that, uh, boy, Ted Williams head of his time because man, <laughs> head of his time because that's all he is now is a head. Uh, also, uh, if he would have been in the time frame where they had the designated hitter, yeah, he would have played into his fifties. <laughs> what? Because like. In uh, in Ken Burns baseball, they talked about him like missing plays because he's in the outfield like swinging. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> he's just thinking about. Okay, so yeah, Champ Prophylactics. Sometime during the mid 1950s, the National Hygiene Products Corporation of New York marketed Champ Prophylactics. Four different packet designs were produced, each depicting champs of four sports: golf, football, boxing, and baseball. The boxing packets are believed to be an artistic likeness of boxer Jack Dempsey. Uh, The baseball packet, Ted Williams, and the unauthorized... Oh, it was unauthorized, though. Unauthorized use of Ted's image is similar to the ones used in the 1954 Topps card. Um, He never endorsed or received any royalties from the prophylactics, but it was reported that he still got a chuckle out of it when he was asked to sign a packet. Uh, I love Ted Williams, and that that goes beyond the you know living in Boston or anything like that, and driving literally driving through a tunnel called the Ted Williams Tunnel. Almost yeah, day. yeah, yeah. If you're going through the Ted Williams Tunnel, you need to wrap that sucker with a Champs Prophylactic. 
Make sure you don't come out the other side. <laughs> um, but I loved him. And, and in the Ken Burns baseball documentary, didn't you think that he was John Wayne? Like, doesn't he seem <laughs> and sound and look like John fucking Wayne? A Just this bit. giant yeah. Irish headed, like, uh, I but great, like just hilarious and smart. And I don't know why he didn't. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did, but maybe he stopped. I don't know why he didn't do like uh, announcing after he was done. Uh, and and also just such a badass. Like never tipped his hat to the fans because. He hated Boston as much as the rest of us do. <laughs> uh, they they uh, they booed him in his rookie year because he he wasn't that good, and then he never forgave him for it. And when he hit a home run at his last at bat, ran around the bases and thought, "Hey, maybe I should tip my cap." And then went, "No, fuck these people!" <laughs> like twenty five years later, still pissed off about it. I love him. I love him. He'd been to war for yeah. Christ's sake. Yes. <laughs> And he was still mad at the fans in yeah. Boston. Oh, I'm pretty sure he only bombed like Korea and and uh, Japan, so he could like imagine, imagine it's Back Bay and Dorchester. These Southie fucks. Okay, so here's the final bit, and it ties back into Kansas City. Okay, Lee also donated a collection of over 400 signed baseballs to the Negro Leagues Museum in Kansas City. Hmm. Baseballs in the collection were signed by players such as Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. And Josh Gibson. Oh, awesome. So presumably, we, uh, several years ago, when you and I went to the Negro League yep. Hall of Fame and Museum, uh, we saw a ton of baseballs that were donated by Getty Lee. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Uh, I love I love the Negro Leagues because it is the one time you're allowed to say, the ne- they say that word. So long as you follow with league, it's fine. Any other context, you cannot say it, and nor should you, but you... <laughs> You know what I mean? There's never any time where it's okay to say that word unless you follow it with leagues. Um, oh, let's go I to the Negro that- leagues, leagues, leagues Hall of Fame. That's where we go. Negro leagues Hall of Fame. I wasn't saying the bar. I wasn't going to say that. They got that jazz um, playing. I think just this past year, uh, MLB finally was like, "Yeah, no, we're gonna." include all of the like that's that's part of MLB now like yeah. the Negro League yeah how was it not <sighs> it's ridiculous uh we had a story on my morning show and Ayla was like uh the n-word leagues and I was like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's a different word and yeah. it's fine she's like I don't feel comfortable saying Negro leagues I was like that's what they're called that is what it is. And she's like, well, that might be what it is, but I don't think it's okay for me to say it. It's like, yes, it is. I used to do endorsements for them. They're called the Negro Leagues. That's yep. what they're called. Don't worry about it. I have it. a St. Louis Stars t-shirt that I wear regularly. Yeah. yeah. And it says, I wear the shirt regularly. Negro Leagues on it. Yeah. It's fine. National, you know, Negro League. My, Hall of Fame and Museum. My favorite thing at the Negro Leagues Museum, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you live in Kansas City and you've never been there, you need to fucking go. It's great. Um, my favorite thing there Smaller was... Smaller than I thought it would be, it, Way, way too small. Just, it, yeah. Yeah, I guess you... I don't know what they're doing right now with COVID, but you need to you need to go if you can. Um, uh, my favorite thing was the story about the the game that took place in like 1922 or something like that between a Negro Leagues team and the, and the Klan. Uh, it was like an all-black team... And the Klan. <laughs> and 
my favorite part of though is to get umpires who they knew wouldn't be biased towards e- either side. They got Catholics to be umpires, <laughs> and the game ended with like like stabbings and <laughs> bloodshed. I mean, it was horrible. Uh, the the black team beat the living shit out of the clan team. Big surprise there. Um, it was great. It, it's great. You need to go there if only just to read that news that that article. It's great. Uh, it's, it's so much stuff, and like, and it, it's not a great big. No, it's so small. You, you get it. You, you get you get through the whole museum in like an hour. You know, but you could you could spend a ton of time there. I, yeah. I like we were, we had some time to kill, but not. An, I don't know if we really. We took a lot in, but I don't know if we did it justice. No, we could have. We could have been there a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I mean, I just assumed I'd be in Kansas City for you know the rest of my life. So, <laughs> I I'll have plenty of chances to come back. <sighs> anyway, my third and final fact is this: you know Marilyn Monroe. She I had, haven't breathy, met her personally, but I'm aware of her. That she had her speaking voice, which was so sexy was actually a tactic that the actress used, I'm sorry, I'm drunk, used to overcome a childhood stutter. A speech therapist reportedly trained her to adopt the throaty style, and it ended up becoming one of her standout traits as an actress and singer. While Monroe was filming her final movie, Something's Got to Give, her stutter returned, making it very difficult for the actress to deliver her lines. She was later fired from the film. Something... Um, did give it apparently it was her um but yeah that that's fascinating and if you look at there's it's actually amazing how many actors have stutters uh james earl jones would never think that a man with that voice had any problem speaking ever but he had such a bad stutter when he was a child he didn't speak for years like from the age of five to eight he didn't talk and then, Damn. and then at eight years old, he went down here. <laughs> His first My words. My balls dropped at eight, and yeah. I speak like this now. First words when he was eight years old. Was, this is CNN. Um, Samuel. I had no idea. Samuel, no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, nobody <laughs> knew at the time, but it was. He just went around saying that. That was like his. This his is CNN. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson had a stutter. Famously, he, he's very open and talks about that a lot. And so did Bruce Willis, which is kind of funny because they were in Pulp Fiction together. Um, and uh, Unbreakable. Oh, that's right. I forgot they were in Unbreakable together. I, wow. And I heard with a vengeance. God damn, those guys have done some movies together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to uh, tell Henry that the 90s were the greatest decade of all time. And he... Like because we were talking about video games because uh, he mm-hmm. was he was playing um, uh, Ocarina of Time the Zelda game on N sixty four. He's like, God, this is so good for a game from the nineties. It's like, what the fuck do you mean a game from the nineties? The best games are from the nineties. And he's like, Oh, like what? It's like Mario sixty four, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, um, fucking uh, Perfect Dark, Golden Eye. I mean, those are just the Nintendo games. Uh, right. Then you get into Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter 2, uh, come on. Like, it's the best time. And he's like, yeah, well, what else was good? It's like, the movies were the, the best. You got Pulp Fiction. You got, uh, I don't know, like, a before scope. You got uh, Schindler's List. I mean, uh, some of the best movies of all time from the 90s. Goodfellas. B- Goodfellas. Um, uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. 
It's the best. And he's like, well, Die Hard was in the 80s. I was like, yeah, but you know what the best Die Hard movie is? Die Hard 3 came out in 1994. Die Hard with a Vengeance is, is hands down. That's that. I'm sorry. It's the best one. I know yeah. I know that sacrilege. I don't give a shit. It's the best. It's the best. Um, so uh, uh, the other interesting thing I found out about Marilyn Monroe while uh, researching her. Mm. <laughs> Is good research, John. She was handpicked by Truman Capote to play Holly Golightly in Breakfast at Tiffany's. But the um, agent for Marilyn Monroe said he didn't want her playing a hooker, which they go to great lengths in the movie. She's not a hooker in the movie. She's just kind of a party girl in the movie. She does not play a hooker. She does in the book she's a hooker, but in in the movie she's just she's just a girl who's screwing around with a bunch of married men and stuff. Um so they didn't want her to tarnish her image. So they had, you know, that slutty Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They had her they it played and said and apparently Capote was fucking livid about it. Um he said, "Quote uh where is it?" Another thing you may not know, Marilyn didn't take the part in part because Paula Strasberg, her advisor, I'm sorry, her, uh, her agent was a man or a woman, an acting coach said she should not be playing a lady of the evening. He said they double crossed me and put that Audrey Hepburn in the movie. <laughs> they double crossed me in every way and cost, cast that Audrey Hepburn, who was just terrible. Just the worst. Just not iconic at Ugly all. Ugly and bad at acting. And <laughs> yeah. Just, ah. And beautiful and ah. perfect. Yeah. <sighs> we were watching, uh, this isn't uh, Audrey Hepburn, but it, it is, to me in many ways, her, her county counterpart for like classy, sexy women from the 60s. Uh, we were watching WandaVision and uh, they were showing the Dick Van Dyke show, the clips from the Dick Van Dyke mm-hmm. show in it. And Henry goes, uh, it was he's almost 12 and it's like an awakening thing. He's watching it. He's like, Hey dad, um, who, who's that? <laughs> I was like, that's, that's Laura Petrie played by Mary Tyler Moore. And he went, so is, so is she, <clears throat> is she single? Did she do porn? <laughs> is she single? Is she single? And she, would she be interested in dating me? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, I still firmly... That lady wore some pants. That's fucking, all I'm going to say. There's a she scene... wore some pants. And they show it in WandaVision where she comes cascading out of the closet on just a, uh, a, 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 a cascade of walnuts. This is the mm-hmm. walnut episode that they show in there. And, she, God, she's just... There's no... Just her big... Her smile. I mean, she's perfect. Fucking perfect. I mean, other than my wife. Other than my wife, she's perfect. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Anyway, James, close. I mean, just a distant second. Yeah. Right. Very, very distant second to to Katie, if you're listening. Uh, James, what's your third and final fact? My third and final fact is about the dangers of drinking water. Dr- drinking water. Okay. We all know that dehydration can be dangerous, leading to dizziness, seizures, and death. But drinking too much water can be just as bad. In 2002, a 28-year-old runner, Cynthia Lucero, collapsed midway through the Boston Marathon. It's another Boston connection. How about that? Mm -hmm. Rushed to a hospital, she fell into a coma and died. 
In the aftermath, it emerged that she had drunk large amounts along the run. The excess liquid in her system induced a syndrome called exercise-associated hypohydrosis. Ethremia. No, never mind. Hypoethremia. Mm-hmm. EAH, which is an imbalance of your body's sodium levels, creates a dangerous swelling of the brain. Huh. Up to one-third of endurance athletes who collapse during events suffer from EAH. Between 1989 and 1996, when the U.S. Army mandated heavy fluid intake during exercise in high heat, EAH caused at least six deaths. Huh. It is advised that you not drink more than 1.5 quarts per hour during sustained intense exercise, but do consume plenty of salt along with your fluids. So I know about this. Everybody in radio knows uh, this story, but there was a thing that happened in, I want to say the mid to early two thousands where it was in Denver where they had a competition where you could win a Wii if you held your Wii, meaning they'd have you drink a shitload of water and then who, who could ever go the longest <laughs> without peeing mm-hmm. won the Nintendo Wii. It's a cute competition station green lighted it, uh, which is fortunate for the host. They did it. And a woman fucking died because she drank too much water and holding it in caused the kind of thing you're talking about where uh, I don't know if it was exercise induced, but it was definitely bad. So she died. Right. And they got sued. I don't know if the family got a wee out of it or if they got just, you know, millions of dollars. I don't remember. Um, what's funny about that is it's the this thing in radio where radio is filled with the most insecure, timid, cowardly fucks as far as management is concerned that you'll ever come across. Uh, I'm not saying any of my current bosses or former, well, one former boss is like this <laughs> where it's like, you couldn't, you couldn't mention a Nintendo Wii on air because that was like, Oh, that's getting close to killing people. Like it was seriously that bad to the point where this, the shitty cowardly boss that I had, uh, who now follows me on Twitter, Twitter. Hey Jack. Um, <laughs> He one time yelled at me because I had a competition on air to win Eagles tickets to see who could hold a note the longest. It was just, you know, people calling in and can ever hold the note on take it easy. The longest would win tickets to the Eagles contest or uh, concert. And uh, they called in, they won, and he yelled at me because what if one of those per- people had had an accident while they were driving? And I went, What? And he went, what if one of those people called into the show and they're singing and then they have an accident because you're having them sing for tickets? And I was like, well, I guess that would be tragic, but that also means we can't ever have another fucking call to the radio station ever again because that could happen too, Jack. He was he was fired shortly after that because he was the worst program director I've ever worked with, hands down. All right, so uh, those are all of our facts. That was a fun show. We did miss Rod, but I think we got through it fine. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, we have new Patreon episodes up. You can listen to those at your leisure. If you are a Patreon subscriber, I would suggest going over there. Uh, we have me, Rod, and $5 James. $5 only. $5. $5 only, you get crazy content. Crazy content for $5. Um, you can go there, uh, on Monday show. Cause this is, this show is going to come out Monday, right? Uh, a yep. Monday show where we BS, uh, talk about James, 
putting in his two weeks notice. If you want to find out why James, not for the podcast, but for his no. job at the jail. So no more fun jail stories. Um, oh, I have I have a backlog. <laughs> I have nearly a decade worth of jail stories. You, you have and, a and you have a backlog <laughs> of guys taking logs in the back. Um, and uh, Rod talking about having his catalytic converter stolen, and me Some talking more. about going through hell. Um, my personal version of hell, which um, I I have to tell another story at some point, though. I have to tell you about this thing that happened at the barbershop uh, yesterday. <laughs> was there a quartet? No, there wasn't, but there was a crazy... Okay, I'll just tell it right now. Who fucking cares? Um, here's the story. Took Henry to get his hair cut, and okay. I decided I'm not going to go to one of these supercuts, hair cuttery, hair saloon places. Uh, I'm going to go to an actual like barber, like an actual person who does this and it's their job. Worker. It's their name. Yes, it's their. Yeah, and literally, I went the the swirly barber pole thing. Yeah, a pole worker. So yeah. So I I call ahead and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm bringing my son in. Uh, he need his haircut. They're like, okay, uh, at two thirty, it'll be open. So we go in to twenty five or so. At two thirty, they go Henry, and I go, okay, it's time for him. And they're like, oh no, no, not him. There's this old man sitting in the corner. Old man goes over and he sits down. There's another old man still sitting there, too. One point, the other guy goes, Henry, and Henry starts getting up. And he's like, no, 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 not him. Sorry, it's the other guy. By the way, this is like a 250. <laughs> Two old men named Henry, which made me question my kid's name, get up and then go sit down, Get are getting their hair cut. And they look at me and they're like, yeah, we know you have an appointment at 230, but this is just going to take a couple minutes because... You know, these guys are, you know, regulars. They've been here forever. And I was like, that, that's fine. Whatever. We'll just sit here, while, you know, dicking around on my phone and we'll be fine. Well, the one Henry who is talking to the barber nearest to me is a very avid watcher of Fox News and OANN and all of the other mm. nut job right wing conspiracy shows. And the barber proceeds to say, hey, so it looks like this whole pandemic thing is over. That's pretty cool, huh? And uh, the guy goes, yeah, it was never happening. It's all a hoax. It's not real. Blah, 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 blah. This guy had like no hair. He had no hair at all. He just had that old man bozo thing going on mm -hmm. where it wasn't even sticking out. It was pretty flat. It was pretty shorn. But he kept telling the barber like, no, no, no. I want more off the sides. Anyway, Biden is a lizard person. And um, mm. he's uh, he's being controlled by Black Lives Matter. And the barber, I, I don't blame him so much because I can understand you're in the service industry. Look, it's not your choice. This guy's not going to shut the fuck up. Oh, no fooling, huh? Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, wow, wow that's that's crazy. That's, that's nuts. Um, first time I've heard that. Wow. By <sighs> 3.05, I was about to snap because this has been 35 minutes of me sitting there having to listen to this nut job, Henry, while my own Henry is just ignoring it and playing Pokemon on my phone. Mm. And um, the, where I lost it was him saying, yeah, you know, they said that they beat a cop to death at the Capitol building, but now they're saying that that never happened. And I went, that's it. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> like I literally stood up, yelled that into a grown man's face who was standing about 10 feet away. That's it. I'm fucking out of here. Grabbed my son and we walked out. Story gets weirder, though. 
So we walk out. I get into my car, my blue Altima. I sit down and I look over in the, the, the passenger seat. There's like stuff in the passenger seat. And then I notice the wheel feels different. Then I notice like the seat is different too because I have leather seats in my car and this isn't a leather seat. I realize I am not in my own car. <laughs> I was so frustrated and flustered that I got into the wrong car. I get out, but here's the crazy thing. It's a blue Ultima. Same like exact car as mine, same color and everything. I mean, not that they're that right. rare cars, but the fact the guy left his car unlocked too. It's kind of yeah, nuts. That, that was kind of going to be like, yeah, left his car unlocked. You're in the greater Boston metropolitan area. Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't live in a. It's nowhere near as bad as honestly. Uh, I would say it's the equivalent of living like in O'Fallon, uh, or if you're in um, Kansas City, I would say like Overland Park, kind of where I lived. So it's not like your car. You're, you're guaranteed to get your car stolen, but I wouldn't leave my car unlocked anywhere. Yeah. No. And so I get out and I'm like, oh my God, that was somebody else's car. And I slam the door. The guy in the barber chair is like fighting to stand up. <laughs> and the barber's like not understanding what's going on. I run over to my car, get in, as he comes out with the bib still on and is screaming <laughs> at us. But I'm like, Kendrick, get in the car, get in the car. He's like, what? what's going on? Where's our car? I was like, it's right there. There's our car. Our car is there. It's just, but he, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was so confusing because he thought that was the same car too. Like he thought it was our car. Um, but yeah, like I was being basically chased down the street by an old crazy nut job conspiracy theorist in a bib screaming God knows what at me for getting into his car by accident. <laughs> Moral of the story, lock your goddamn car. Lock your goddamn car and maybe lock your goddamn mouth if you believe insane shit. Take this, bitch.